This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first inaugural, possibly only, <laughs> bald movie review of Prometheus, the 2012 Ridley Scott film that's a sort of prequel to the Alien movies. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it, uh, is, this is a first of an experiment for us. We're trying to think of ways we can come up with extra content, uh, to give you to the listener and hopefully get some money. This is the first hit as good dealers that we are, get the first hits free. Uh, the way it's going to work is we're going to post, uh, probably Monday or run a little bit behind this week, but probably Monday we'll post a poll on our website and we'll uh, tweet it and we'll Facebook it. That allows you to vote on the movies opening up this Friday or the following Friday and which one you want to send Jim and I to get a review on. And there's a couple ways you can play this. You can go straight up. You actually want to get a you're, – you're curious about a particular movie and you want to hear an honest review of it. Or you can pick a really shitty movie to force us <laughs> to go see it. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of shitty movies. Uh, especially this, this next week, I'm a little scared. There's not a whole lot going on. Send us a shitty movie to torture us, and then we'll get liquored up and, and deliver a a suitable cast. Um, but this is a pretty good... I was actually looking forward to seeing this movie for a while. Yeah, I was too. I saw a lot of the, the previews, mm-hmm. uh, which were kind of viral videos. Right. Um, not necessarily talking about the story of the movie itself, but more of like a prequel to the prequel right. of Aliens. Right. Um, and they had Guy Pierce in them, and they were kind of in the style of TED Talks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, our listeners are familiar with that, but they're technology-based kind of uh, presentations that people give uh, at a conference each year. And they had Guy Pierce giving one about androids and technology, and, and uh, they were really really well done and cool uh, and interesting to watch. So I was super hyped going into this. Right. So I'm going to, the way we're going to format these reviews is we're going to give a brief synopsis, 30 seconds to 60 seconds to tell you kind of like what you're in for. We're going to try to keep as spoiler free as possible. Uh, then we're going to talk about uh, what we thought of the movie, what we thought worked, what didn't. Uh, then we're going to do the standard bald move, move of cutting the music. And then we're going to do a spoiler so the way we envision yeah. this is you can kind of hit the first part of the podcast to kind of see if you should see this movie mm-hmm. and what to expect. And then the second half of the podcast and spoiler section is like intended for you to be listening on the way home from the movie and you can you know chat along with Jim and I about what we thought about it. So to that end, uh, Prometheus starts with an alien craft landing on what looks to be a primordial Earth. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott has not confirmed that and he says it's not important either way yeah yeah. uh but what happens is it's a humanoid it looks very human alien very pale human very looked a lot like liam neeson to me actually i'm pretty sure he got credited for that (laughs) no okay with no hair yeah yeah uh but this uh nomad strips down naked and he drinks this black kind of organic looking goo that's kind of moving and alive uh 
instantly his body begins to disintegrate. It doesn't sit well with him. No. He, no. In, instantly his body kind of gruesomely begins to disintegrate. He falls into a waterfall, and you see the biological material of him breaking down to form, to, to, to reform in the DNA strands. And then we flash forward, presumably eons, billions and billions of years, uh, to uh, Earth about 100 years from now. I believe it was set in the 2080s, 2089. Uh, And they're looking at cave paintings in France. And these scientists are confirming a theory that uh, there was a race of aliens that are becking becking us this particular star cluster. And they've looked at all this different uh, graffiti from primitive cultures all over the world and they all have the same story in this all particular star cluster and they persuade a billionaire uh the founder of uh, uh the wayland, wayland corporation yeah. which is a big running if you're an alien fan you know it is but it's hyphenated in the in the aliens isn't like wayland uni or something like that i don't i don't i'm not that big of a fan <laughs> i'm not either but i read the article <laughs> uh so they talk him into setting a um expeditionary force out there and then you've got the alien, the by now familiar alien trope of a crew put in stasis, mm-hmm. woken up when they get into <laughs> orbit of a planet. Uh, they land on the planet and chaos ensues. Yes. So that's a that's a reasonable 50,000 foot mm-hmm. uh, bird, bird's eye view of the movie. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I was, like I said, going into this, there was a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. So I was super pumped. I thought... It was going to be, you know, the best thing ever. Uh, it turned out to be good. Uh, not not great, in my opinion, but good. Yeah, I, I, will, I will go with that. I kind of thought it was good, not great. I've since read a bunch of kind of really deep philosophical reviews of the movie that mm-hmm. I believe it has raised it somewhat to my eye, in my eyes. So now mm-hmm. I'm... Considering that it is a great piece of, of, of science fiction. Well, but think think of how interesting The Matrix was to you when you well, saw it. Well, I mean, that's, that's... That is a great movie, right? That's great. It it was it was the perfect movie for the person I was when I saw it. <laughs> in 99, yeah. In, and yes, it's hard to argue that even, you know... Did that do even... It's, even it's a satisfied bit as an one. alien... It's satisfied as an mm-hmm. action movie. yes. It and it's satisfied in one of the deeper philosophical level too. Okay. Uh, now, th- so this the thing is, I'm not a horror fan, hmm. um, and I find that stuff kind of uncomfortable and difficult to sit through. And there's a lot of sci-fi horror in this uh, movie. Yeah, there is. I, I think that. that okay. So this is 124 minutes long. I think this is 105 minutes of awesome oh. hard science fiction. I thought you were going to say too long. <laughs> no, no, and about okay. 20 minutes of just kind of. It gets, in my in my yeah. opinion, ridiculous. And yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about some of this stuff in the spoiler section. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I think that it's got some really cool next, next, next generation technology. Yeah. Some of the stuff they use to explore the planet seems mm-hmm. uh, very uh, innovative and also very kind of possible. Like it seems mm-hmm. like that's exactly kind of the stuff that we'd be using 100 years from now. Yeah, uh, I thought that this ship seemed solid. Um, there's a lot of you know peaks bet- between the medical science. Um, mm-hmm. you, we see a, a lot of that in depth. I thought that all seems very plausible. Um, what do you think of their take on Android? Uh, I I was interested in it, but to be honest, his behavior was a little weird to me. 
Um, I, I some of the stuff he was doing didn't make a whole lot of sense. And, and if, but isn't that an alien trope too? The vaguely menacing, inscrutable android. Yeah, yeah. And, sure and this is. actually had a, a lot of up front in the movie a lot of feel of like 2001 mm-hmm. or or any of those like quiet hard sci-fi movies right um it definitely becomes more of an alien movie towards the end sure but uh i don't know that i i thought michael fassbender did a hell of a job portraying yes. david yes uh i would go so far as to say he's kind of the best part of the movie uh possibly yeah i thought that most of the other characters didn't um, like uh idra what's his name Elbus is Idra Elbus or Idra Elbus? I don't know how you say it. Elba, Elba, not Elba. Elba. Yeah. <laughs> Elbus. Uh, Stringer Bell from The Wire. Yeah, you probably know him there. from. He also is Heim- Heimlinger from. <laughs> I don't know. from Thor. Yeah, I don't know his name in that. Uh, he has a, a huge helmet though. His freaking hat is crazy. Sorry, I muted the wrong thing. I'm trying to adjust my mic here. Oh. Dope. This is the content you'll be paying for next week, just so you know. I assume we're going to cut this shit out. No, man, leave it in. It's good. It's raw. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of the other characters I thought were kind of uh, um, cold fish. Like, yeah. why do you think they had Guy Pierce in this movie? Because he's almost unrecognizable under... Yeah. He plays a hundred-year-old man. Well, I think... I think the idea of having him in it is to uh, have him act like an old man but have the same mannerisms and everything. To really tie it back to those viral videos that I was talking about. So they cast a well-known, well, I mean, kind of a B-list, I guess, actor at this point just to make the viral videos and have it call back for the extreme fans? Probably so, yeah. Yeah, I guess it didn't hurt. What do you think of Charlize Theron? Uh, Good performance. Really? in this, yeah. Uh, again, I kind of got a cold fish vibe. Uh, she was supposed to kind of be that, right? Really? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I would say that a lot of these, they're just, I, they, I felt like Ridley Scott tried to make some of these characters have a little texture to where you can hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he cast the one geologist as this, uh, crazy shaved head, yeah. red haired, you know, Scott, Scotsman and just. Mm-hmm. A lot of kind of almost stereotypes, or, and, and the the pilots' assistants were kind of the stereotypical geeks, and they're making side bets on stuff. I a lot of that just kind of left me cold. I feel like that the movie yeah. really is about the the android and the planet and Elizabeth and Elizabeth um, Elizabeth and what Jason is that his name? Yeah, I don't uh, even think it's about him. I mean, this so Elizabeth. Yeah, well, is, they play off of each other because she's. I don't know how much I want to go into this, but they right. their characters play off of each other pretty well. Right. You thought so? Yeah, I thought so. I don't know. They didn't seem like a that great of a couple to me. Yeah, not even in that regard, just in to- in terms of uh, theme. In fact, I thought that was really weird the first time that I saw them, you know, like be intimate, like, you know, and they went over to, like, the kiss after Discovery, because I really got the kind of uh, Alan Grant from Jurassic Park and... Uh, doctor what was her name <laughs> laura dern or laura dern it's like this so it's yeah. like are they supposed to be a couple uh-huh. or are they just friends that have gotten really familiar with each other i didn't yeah. really get a couple vibe from them and it was always jarring when i saw them couple up yeah i'm with you all right uh thematically i thought they they played well though okay so what did you think not too spoilery but what do you think about the themes of the movie 
Uh, I wasn't expecting him, honestly. Really? I was going into this thinking, okay, Aliens is... I, I mean, of course, I know Ridley Scott's earlier work, like Blade Runner, there's that the theme of, of uh, the androids and artificial life mm-hmm. everywhere, all over that movie. Sure, sure. But Aliens never had that much in it to me. Uh, and I don't know if I had just been too young when I saw them or or if they if it's just not there. But I was expecting a little bit more of a just a straight-up action film. Well, I thought there's a lot, and I don't know how much is, is there in the text and how much I was reading into it, but I saw a lot of Judeo-Christian themes. Yes. Uh, saw a lot of um, almost pro-theist. Yeah. Yeah. Broadly pro I mean, not like a, you know, like, I guess if you're, there's some people that could see that as offensive. Um, some interesting, like, pro-life, pro-choice material mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, too. Yeah. Uh, and, and thematically there. Did you think that that, I saw some reviews where people thought that that was kind of almost too heavy-handed. Uh, I thought a lot about this movie was heavy-handed, honestly. Really? Yeah, we'll get to it in the spoiler section, because uh, it's very specific points. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought there wasn't a lot about this movie that was subtle. Well, and then, you know, the thing that's frustrating about those last 20 minutes is the movie had spent so much time establishing this as relatively hard science fiction. Yeah. That, at the end, these action beats were so over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that made James Cameron blush. <laughs> <laughs> that it just but can we say that the cinematography and the effects in this fantastic sure i mean i, 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 mean, I almost take that great. as a, at a given at this point oh oh come on they but, spent probably a good hundred million dollars on the effects for this thing yeah but i mean that's again if you're opening up in the summer i expect to see okay. this is not the first harry potter yeah this can't uh, do independence day anymore no this this is this is i expect that kind of high-end look and okay um you know the set design was really great the costumes are great the spacesuits are great the individual bits of technology i thought that's the best honestly i think the planet and the ships and the technology were the stars of the show yeah including at its logical um end of of michael fassbender stole the show as the android uh david Mm mm-hmm so, uh, what do we got? It's it's it's. I'm finding it very hard to talk about this in terms of non strictly non spoilers. Yeah, me too. Um, so if you're if you're going into this movie mm-hmm. as a big fan of Alien, are you going to or the Aliens franchise? Are you going to be disapp- disappointed? I think you will not be disappointed, but you might miss a little bit of the the quiet terror of like the first and second aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's so on the second, I guess, mm-hmm. especially the first one. There, there were just a lot of quiet moments where the fear came more from the absence of action mm-hmm. than from the action itself. And I think this reverses that in a way in a little bit um, mm-hmm. of a way, but overall I think, yeah, it feels very much like uh, a modern aliens movie. If you're a friend, or if you're a big fan of the the lore and mythos of aliens, where mm-hmm. you really want to know about the space jockeys and engineers, and yeah. and that actually means something to you, I think you're going to walk away disappointed. Yeah, because there's a whole row. I don't know if you, you heard this, but there's a whole row of those type of people behind us, and I hear heard a lot as we we're finding the movie some bitching about <laughs> Jesus. This film <laughs> raises more questions than it actually does answers. Hmm. Uh, if you're okay. in the hardcore action, disappointing or not? 
I think it's going to... I don't know. See, I always bias my action towards horror. Like, anything that has horror in it gets more points for me. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was really awesome as far as action goes. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? This is not Predator. This is not Aliens versus Certainly. Predator. This is not even Aliens. Is this Predators? This is not Predators <laughs> by any stretch of imagination. This is much closer to the first Alien. Although, mm-hmm. again, if you... I mean, what are you at? The, the two-third point of the movie before something really horrific happens it feels Probably, like yeah it's it it contrasting to the first film alien mm-hmm. where you know you immediately had uh the attack and the the, the, yeah. the face hugger and then you had a lull and then the chestburn and then it's the it's hunting the crew through the ship mm-hmm. there's not that yeah that's what i meant kind of about the the 2001 feel at the beginning it's very slow and methodical well and even through in the beginnings to... and, and and towards the end of the movie it's still there's a lot of like kind mm-hmm. of wonder and exploration even yeah, amongst yeah. the uh you know traditional sci-fi horror yeah i thought that added to the movie honestly even though it is an aliens movie now as a horror fan if you're going in as a horror fan are you going to be disappointed or satisfied because i'm not I uh, use all the horror I could take and then some. <laughs> if if you go in as a hardcore horror fan, you've seen much worse. Sure. Much, much but worse. Is it but there are Does a couple hit- scenes in there that you will you will just say, yes, that was awesome. Right. There's something that just made me squirm. One in in, in the <laughs> uh-huh. in, in, in one in particular I'm thinking that was claustrophobic and mm. horrifying and just brutal. <laughs> uh uh, what else can we talk about? I think that's about it. What would you rate it as far as uh, stars or fingers, thumbs maybe? My initial reaction, I would give it a solid like 7 out of 10. Out of 10. So I'd give it like a, th- a 3 stars, a 3.5 out of 5. That was on, before you read your reviews. On either. second, after I really thought about it and I had some my own theories. Um, yeah. Because we we even driving home, we were talking about like all different, you know, like well, was this, you know, what was the motivation behind here? Was mm-hmm. it this? Was it good? Was it evil? Was it, you know, it's like what? How did this all happen? When I actually got home and, and started really exploring, sink my teeth in that, I kind of want to give it eight and a half, nine out of ten. Yeah, um, I want to put four, four and a half stars out of five. That's not a bad score. I'm I'm gonna stick at about seven point five, seven and a half out of ten. I'm really looking forward to the director's cut and the Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? Because there's just a lot of visual imagery here uh, with a lot of the murals and the iconography yeah. and just a lot of the background details that I think people are going to go nuts on. Um, and, you know, again, the day after the movie comes out, you see some of these in-depth reviews and analysis. You're like, whoa, that's what sort of people came out with a single viewing off the cuff. Yeah. Um, and there's also a lot of, they're continuing this viral marketing because it, so if you stay to the end of the credits, there's no like Avenger style, like, you know, yeah, extra don't worry scene. about saying, but there is a, um, a note that it's a production of the Wayland Com- corporation yeah. and it gives a date of, I think October 11th, 2012. Yeah. It was 10, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12 when I, I guess that's the, when the, the, and it has a site for you can go to the timeline. Mm-hmm. And if you go there to the Wayland Corporation's website, and you get there's all kinds of extra information and art from the film and all that kind of stuff. What's happening on October 11th? Ostensibly, that's I, the date that the corporation is founded. Gotcha. The, so are they waiting for someone? Are they going to found that corporation for real? 
Well, I don't. So I mean, is that going to be when the Blu-ray comes out? There's got to be Possibly. some kind of tie-in, yeah. right? Or are they going to announce? Well, the... this is a trilogy. Keep that, or this is likely a trilogy. I was going to say that in mind. Is that confirmed? Yet? It's not confirmed, but come on. <laughs> well, but where does there left to go? I mean, you clearly, clearly you there's a lot of... in it for aliens, but I mean, there's a lot of time between. Uh, what happens in this movie and what happened in Alien? I guess, but see, the Alien and Aliens has got a lot of connection, other than Sigourney Weaver yeah. and the Aliens themselves. So I don't know if they stick to this kind of highbrow sci-fi. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, there's a lot of th- ways they could jump off and go, but I, I don't yeah. Know. Well, word on the street is, is that it's probably a trilogy. So. All right, uh, so that's the non-spoiler version of the review. Um, we're not really going to do feedback, no, because it's not going to have anything to do week to week. If yeah, you'd like to we'll send have... us and have the dialogue with Jim and I, you can send it in at movies at baldmove dot com. Again, you can always follow us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash baldmove. You can get a hold of Jim on Twitter at baldmove. Um, we're, I don't, is, is this really, we're probably not going to put these out on iTunes, right? We're thinking about doing our own little gateway to make it easier on people. Yeah. So I, I don't think we need to go into iTunes. No, because there's not going to be any reviews and all that stuff. And, uh, I mean, really these are for our hardcore fans, you know, the people who already know about our Twitter and Facebook feeds and all that stuff. I don't know if it's for our hardcore fans. It's for, I mean, the whole point is this is to give a no bullshit review. Mm -hmm. And if you know what our tastes are. And hopefully it's something you can take to the bank. Yeah. So um, that's it. And we will briefly adjourn with some sort of music that we haven't picked out yet. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then we'll get to the spoiler review next. in the spoiler section oh yeah uh so where we get loose where do you want to talk about (laughs) do you want to talk about the insanity at the end do you want to talk about (laughs) our favorite moments because because do you want to talk about the um thematic stuff that that i've kind of uncovered in some research uh let's get some of the other stuff out of the way first because i think that's going to be heavy okay that discussion will be heavy um there were a couple of moments in here where I was like, all right, you didn't need to tell me that. Uh, immediately when Ghost Wayland comes out, when when Digital Wayland mm-hmm. comes out there and starts talking, and he mentions David, and he says uh, something about him being the son he never had. And Charlie Theron gives a look. I'm like, oh, that's his daughter. Right. And then we have to wait an hour, and then she dramatically says something 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 father i was thinking yeah i knew that an hour ago you didn't have to tell me yeah and there's two or three other things that Mm -hmm. strongly pointed that she was his daughter as well i feel like that that's becoming 
that they can't trust everyone to make that connection. So they have to, at a very late point in the movie, spill the beans just so the slow, you know, the, the really slow people catch yeah. on. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was, I don't know. and part of that might've been, I didn't think, I didn't think Charlize Theron did a very good job in this movie. Really? Why do you say that? Well, she's playing an ice queen, which is interesting because she literally plays an ice queen in this <laughs> Snow White, Snow White <laughs> adaptation. Uh-huh. Um, I just thought her line readings were kind of stiff when she's supposed mm-hmm. to be kind of maybe flirty and I didn't, that didn't, that didn't play well. Cause there's a seduction scene with her and Stringer Bell. Mm-hmm. I did not think they didn't, I didn't think they had really good chemistry. I mean, I believed that, uh, sci-fi Stringer Bell could pull down a theory, uh, a Charlize Theron. No uh-huh. problem. I just, I don't know why her character did it though. The yeah. way they set her up. Yeah, like she said, she wouldn't come billions of light years yeah. or whatever to, yeah. to get laid. Um, and then again, that's my problem with everyone in the crew had just no charisma other than mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Stringer Bell, arguably um, Michael Fassbender as the android, who I thought was very cool, and I don't think they actually did anything with this thematically, Patterned all of his uh, mannerisms and even his physical appearance on Lawrence of Arabia. Peter O'Toole's performance as uh, Sir Lawrence of what? Arabia. You didn't catch that? Was that in the movie? Yes, he was, watch- he was watching Lawrence of Arabia as oh. he's dyeing his hair and combing his hair exactly yeah. like it and memorizing lines and practicing his enunciation. Yeah, he ma- and he makes some reference. He quotes something, and I didn't get the reference several times I had not in the movie. Seen that movie does he so. does he bring it back to that? Okay, yeah, I haven't seen the movie. So. Right, cool. Um, but I thought that they maybe even would take that a little bit further, and it didn't didn't really happen. Um, yeah. But I thought that the love interest of Elizabeth, mm-hmm. I forget even what his name is. Was he Shaw? She's Elizabeth Shaw, right? He yeah. was something else. I didn't think that went anywhere. The whole tension between her being a believer, mm-hmm. um, you know, very strong faith, uh, and him being an atheist. I didn't think that went anywhere. Well, they, I don't know. I mean, it certainly tried to raise some questions there. And I thought there were a couple moments of like incongruity where, okay, he's supposed to be the skeptic and this, this rational guy. And then, uh, what's her face? I think this the guy's name is Charlie, not Jason. As I mm, said, earlier. whatever. Uh, but she, Elizabeth, no, it's, asks Char- it's Charlie. Him, Charlie, yeah. Okay, Elizabeth asks him uh, where the aliens came from, and he says, "We'll never know. We'll never know. You are literally as close as any human being has ever been to knowing, and you still say we'll never know." Well, the other thing is, he shows up this planet to find these engineers. He's, and talk he should to have them. said, "We don't know yet," or right. "We do," or just, "I don't know." Plus, first day on the planet, he shows up, and all these people are dead, but they find dead bodies, there's architecture, there's technology, there's working mm-hmm. holographs of their last moment, and this guy's yeah. getting drunk like he's disappointed in their find on their first day. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, hilarious, because then the next day, the android goes and digs a little fucking deeper and finds a living one down there. Yeah, if it's you, like, you're just going to give up hope? If you are an archaeologist anywhere and you watch this movie, you will be shocked at the reactions to this yes. discovery. These are not professional this scientists. This is literally the most epic discovery in the entire existence of humanity, and they shrug it off in a day. Right. They're like, man, seen it, got the t-shirt, Right. forget about it. 
Right. Even his reaction when she shows, look, we're 100% genetic match with these people. Your theory is right. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like the reaction of a girlfriend has when you bring her home a non-desirable Valentine's Day present. <laughs> like, thanks for trying to cheer me up. A half dozen. But roses. it wasn't what I was really wanting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I I thought that was kind Sad of Christmas. That was kind of ludicrous. Um, the other break from like the kind of hard sci-fi is this jackass whipping off his helmet. Like yeah, the second the sensors are reading, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? This is actually breathable atmosphere. You know, fuck contamination and all that kind of stuff. Just whip uh-huh. off your helmet. Start touching shit. No problem. I mean, that's the other thing. These people, and maybe this is just a horror trope, but everybody's way too touchy-feely. Like, the very first time yeah. they find a, an alien life form, instead of being like, yeah. whoa, let's back up at a distance, we're stuck, we need to quarantine this area, uh-huh. all that kind of stuff, it's I like... Mean, shit, they did that in E.T., come on. Right. Let's go Let's go and pet this vicious worm thing. Yeah. I mean... On another planet. Come yeah. on. Really? Yeah. Especially since they're, at this point, I don't know. I That kind of bothered me. Um, the let's you want to talk about the end? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the end because that was uh pretty ridiculous. So, uh, Idris Elbus, <laughs> Idris Elba, I think is his name. Yeah, uh, decides he's gonna ram the the ship that's taking off the alien ship, and he rams it, and it falls to the ground. Well, okay, let's first talk about when they launch the lifeboat. Hmm. I'm assuming that the lifeboat was not designed to take off through an atmosphere, right? Because it immediately crashes. Well, I feel like, like it's there's one no of those navigation things, system on this thing at all. It feels like one of those things where it's like an ejection sheet seat needs to be at least so high up in air before it can work, or gotcha. else you're going to get splat. The chute won't open; you'll just splat. Uh-huh. That was what it felt like. It's like shot out way too close to the ground, and it didn't have time to stabilize before it plowed into the ground. And why would he do that? Did he not know the he specifications have, well, of this thing? Well, I mean, I think he basically didn't give a shit about that woman. Honest, that's, let's, that's let's true. be honest. He had true. a contempt for her, and also uh, he didn't have time. Like he was going to, he, he, he was going to be busy crashing the ship into the other ship and not have time to run and jettison the the life. There pod. were three guys on that bridge. You really need three guys to crash a ship into another ship. Weren't the and, and weren't the other two kind of weirdly like ready to die? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, He's like, the, you'd think that one of them would have at least gone like, yeah, I'm going to the life pod. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just seem to immediately say, yeah, let's ram this thing. No right. Problem. So they do, they do, and they, they talk, they had this little line where it's like, well, the, you know, the ion drive isn't to be, you know, if, if you put it in the atmosphere, it'll like uh-huh. gotten something apocalyptic will happen. And I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock. That's what they're going to do. Uh-huh. But. They just do a conventional ramming attack, which yeah. which crumples the cr- <laughs> the Prometheus goes and crumples the midsection of this alien craft uh-huh. like like tin foil, like you would expect. Sure, sure, high speed collision. The alien ship then, and it's a big like imagine a giant letter C. C is for cookie. It crashes to the ground and maintains all of its rigidity. Uh-huh. And starts rolling like an enormous hula hoop. Yeah, like a donut down the street. <laughs> with these two girls running in the exact same direction. They're running in the axis of travel of this this, yeah. this circle. When literally they could run to the side 40 feet and be out of the Am line. I exaggerating in that everyone in the theater was screaming, <laughs> run sideways? Everyone wanted to. I almost did. I, I almost mean, did. 
Is that is that like one of those things where like everyone everyone knows that like your first reaction is like when a, a current sucking you out the sea mm-hmm. is to swim against it and people like get tired and drown when really the fact of the matter is those currents are very narrow, mm-hmm. especially the more powerful they are. So if you just swim to the side, you get right out of it. Yeah. But is it one of those things where you just survival mechanism kicks in? It must have been. Yeah. Or Ridley Scott was down to the wire and his survival mechanism kicked in. Uh, how are we going to kill this girl? Right? So let's talk about this ship that's like a half mile long and mm-hmm. it's massive, clearly massive. It's sh- shaking the ground as it's impacting. Uh, the One of the heroines roll, manages to roll out of the way, just feet from it, and then yep. it stops and it starts to collapse towards her side. Uh-huh. And she takes shelter underneath a boulder. Yeah. And Very that, small boulder. And that is enough to... Keep the ship from crash, smashing her flat. Somehow, yeah. Uh, it doesn't deform at all when it hits that boulder. No, it does. And the, the boulder, like as heavy as that ship had to be, you'd think that boulder would just be either pulverized yeah. or shoved underground. But what it does is it protects her so she can get out. And she makes her way to the banged-up lifeboat. Yeah, that, that part. I, I really had a problem with the end of this movie. Uh, which is why, to me, it's not one of those great movies, right? Uh, in the same caliber as like The Matrix, and and so the other uh, one, of the, one of the really effective scenes are um, so the android David, mm-hmm. uh, his whole mission is to find a cure for this old man so he can live forever. That's yeah. why he's there. He wants to ask the engineers how. It's like you're the one who's created life. How can I fix and basically become immortal? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things he does in this quest is he infects one of the human members of the crew with this black goo to see, well, hell, maybe it'll just fix, you know, maybe it'll make him a perfect man or whatever. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It actually ends up, you know, horribly mutating and killing him, but he ends up impregnating Elizabeth Shaw mm-hmm. and she find out that she's like three months pregnant with something the next day mm-hmm. and she... Uh, finds out that they're planning on putting her in a stasis and taking her back to Earth. And she's like, fuck that. Escapes and goes to a surgical pod and has it do an emergency cesarean delivery on her. Mm-hmm. And they pulls mm-hmm. this wriggling squid out of her. And she's, encla- yeah. she's enclosed in this, like... Uh, Photon torpedo tube from Star Trek, the, the, uh-huh. the, 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 the a glass version of that that Spock was launched into, mm-hmm. with with this thing that they just ripped it out of her gut and stapled her shut, and it's right above her face. It's really freaking tense, and she's trying to wiggle out from underneath <laughs> it. Best scene in the movie. It is the opinion. best scene in the movie. Um, but it sets it up for later because when she finally makes it to the life pod, mm-hmm. you hear this banging and you get this horrific realization that that thing actually still in there is, is alive. Yeah. And it's grown. Quite yes. A bit. It has grown to be the size of a Volkswagen with tentacles now instead of a football tentacles. Yes. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you think about it. Considering it has nothing to eat in that room. And- but whatever. It's sci-fi. <laughs> sure. You whatever. can't, you can't pick out all the nits. Um, yeah. Where was I going with this? There's just a lot of what the fuck. So at the android find David finds one of these engineers that's still in a cryo sleep chamber deep underground. They wake him up and he instantly attacks the humans and tries to kill them. Yeah. And then tries to blast off the earth because what we what what we're led to surmise is that this planet instead of being populated by a bunch of peaceful life givers mm-hmm. is basically a weapons factory. 
Yeah. Or we're led to believe, and, and their coordinates are set to Earth. So so they were going to come destroy humans. And interestingly enough, which is going to set us up for the philosophical discussion, yeah. they found that all this activity, you know, when this experiment happened and got out of control was roughly 2,000 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, roughly coinciding with the, the, birth, the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ... Um, this all this stuff goes amok, and they're not able to finish their plans of delivering this deadly payload to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, what? So, what do you think? What? What? Why? Why are the engineers making a bunch of death goo to take to Earth after they t- took the trouble to seed life on this planet in the first place? Uh, I I like the the theory that we'll get into should we just get into let's it let's get into it all right so there's the theory uh bring up that article the guy's name because i want to give him some credit for this because sure sure it's a freaking awesome analysis of the movie. uh his name is uh cavalorn and uh he's got a live journal um yeah. if uh it's it's c-a-v-a-l-o-r-n dot live journal dot com and uh his article's entitled prometheus unbound what the movie was actually about so I like his idea that we have uh, – basically Jesus was one of these aliens, an ambassador from them sent to kind of get us back on track. Right. Uh, because we were, we were fucking things up. Right. And we really fucked things up when we killed him. Right. We crucified him. We crucified their ambassador. Their messenger. And so they decided we could no longer be trusted. Yeah, that they can't let that kind of life become – Technologic star faring yeah. spread throughout the galaxy. The weird kind of, of it. we're almost kind of like the destructive xenomorphic life that from the alien movie, and we're a corrupted form of their creation. It, and you have to wonder how much of the android theme plays into this as well, because I mean, throughout the movie, he's he's questioning kind of what makes him different from humans, and we know that in a lot of android movies, mm-hmm. um, androids kind of take over. Eventually, mm-hmm. the the thing that we created kind of takes over and destroys us. Mm-hmm. So there, there's kind of that theme going in in a little bit there too. Well, did you see that interview that he had with Movies dot com? Because no. they said that they actually said that um, they asked him that there was rumors that the reasons the engineers are targeting Planet for Destruction is because we crucified the representative of Jesus Christ. Was that ever considered? Ridley Scott said, we definitely did, but we decided that was a little too on the nose. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess some of this stuff was actually, the hints of this was actually filmed and they just decided that's like, well, that's allegoric. That's, that's not allegory. That's more just like, you know, telling the audience, telling the audience what to believe about this. So they backed it down. Hmm. Um, I almost think they backed down too much, just slightly too much. Because well, the two thousand. I mean, I don't know about you. When I heard two thousand years ago, my very first thought was Jesus. Sure, but how much of that did you carry through to the rest of the theme? Of well, the movie? Like, I actually. Oh well, we killed Jesus, so now that's why they want to come back and kill us. See, I did notice a lot of the thematic stuff, and mm-hmm. I thought this was just Christ imagery. I didn't yeah, notice yeah. that it was you know this much tied together. But um, a lot of a lot of the murals, the engineers, where they're depicting like their cycle of death and renewal. Um, there yeah. was. Uh, like a corruption or like crevices or cracks or even maybe even wounds on their sides and in their, their hands. So I was like, well, there's obviously some, some Christ imagery there. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, if you didn't know going in, uh, I, I certainly had no idea what the plot was going to be. The title should have given away to a large degree. Sure. Uh, Prometheus is obviously the god who created humans and gave them fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's essentially what the aliens have done here, is they created us. They gave us, uh, I guess, intelligence, which is the weapon that... Or just life. I mean, or life itself is the fire, yeah. And and the other thing about the Prometheus legend is, because the gods were pissed that he gave humans fire, that mm-hmm. he was doomed to every day have an eagle tear his liver out. Yeah. Which is very symbolic of what the 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 engineer from the beginning had happened to him. Yeah, and it's also and that life and death process as well. that repeated throughout. You know, you've got the Christ imagery where Jesus was pierced in the side and had his gut spilled. You had the engineer mm-hmm. that that happened. Elizabeth Shaw. Also, did you get that part that um, so Jesus' mother Mary? Yeah, her sister in law was Elizabeth, who was a barren woman. Yeah, who had a kid. And whose conception was foretold by an angelic being, where in this, Elizabeth, who was a barren woman, had a, a, a grotesque, unusual, <laughs> a grotesque child that was delivered by, like, David, who was very kind of angelic in that scene. Yeah. That, just a brief diversion here. Sure. One of the reasons I thought that David was so keen, because there's an interesting scene in the beginning where he's talking to one of the humans, and he's like... You know, the the human is almost like taunting the robot. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, well, you can't even create life. And, you know, why why do you think I was created? And he's like, well, we just created you because you could. I actually thought that David saw that this life form inside Elizabeth was something that he created. Hmm. He made that possible yeah. with his little experiment. And he was actually trying to kind of protect and see where that he didn't you know want it to be destroyed or anything like that i mean obviously they could have taken they they could have taken that out easy peasy he made it seem sure. like it was a big fucking deal but since elizabeth did it to herself moments mm-hmm. later you'd think that they could actually have done it in a more controlled fashion <laughs> probably so uh there's that prometheus like it's titled the movie they had the jesus in there um you know, they had people's guts being ripped open left, right, and center, including the engineer at the end who got uh-huh. infected by a very primitive face hugger mm-hmm. and who then gave birth to a very primitive uh, xenomorph. Yeah. Where do you think that's going? Uh, probably to Alien. Well, I mean, but think about it. Like, <laughs> no. so in this movie, they had very, you know, almost crystal shaped or very mechanically c- cylindrical. Yeah. Uh, kind of egg cases, I guess, that were infecting things. In Alien, we see that they actually were organic, uh, same shape, but organic with face huggers. Like these things were perfected, yeah. and that was another crash ship. Where? How? How do you? How can you get from Prometheus to Alien? Where? How did the space jockeys slash engineers get from one? Because clearly they're the I mean, same race. They made it very clear that the space jockey you see on that giant sarcophagus slash you know, navigation couch yeah. is the same guy in this movie. Not not the same guy, but the same race of creatures. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know, because, I mean, what are these ships loaded up with as far as weaponry? Well, see, they're, they're loaded up with those aliens, right? Well, I mean, here's the other thing, because this, this, this Cavalon's actually theory was that that black goo is, 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 is got creation and death. Yeah. And it's the motive of the person using it mm-hmm. 
that makes it where it's an act of creation or whether it's an act of destruction. And when you notice that stuff was more or less inert until the humans went into the room and they even yeah. said, and we're corrupting we the, atmosphere. the atmosphere. We changed the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Then it started bubbling and melting black pitch and, and transforming like the, the yeah. existing worms that were just innocent little worms into giant death machines. Yeah. What so, did you, th- I, I don't so that know. That makes me wonder though, if they're bringing this to Earth, uh-huh. that was the intention. Uh-huh. They're bringing all of these things to Earth. Did they create those things, and they just somehow got out of control, like you see in every zombie movie? Well, see, uh, that's is this what a, I, is this an outbreak of some sort. See, I wonder that too, because if that going along with that theory, so if they were outraged, um, and they start having these evil thoughts that they're going to destroy humanity, mm-hmm. did that cause their substance maybe their original plan is we're just going to dump this on earth and they're a bunch of warlike creatures and it's going to kill them or they the human race is a seeding ground for other life forms uh-huh like they they were trying to build a different life form with us right hmm. and these aliens because we saw what was his face turned into charlie turned into it was not an alien no it was some hybrid sort well of actually there's i don't know where he was going um, sure, he got killed a little he bit. He got killed as soon. And to me, he I thought it looked like what was happening to him was very similar to what was happening to the engineer in the first movie, in, in, the, in the very first scene. Mm-hmm. And notice that he had this very self-sacrificing spirit. It's like, you know, kill me. But he also ra- gained superpowers. What are you talking he about? He was jumping around like that a wasn't man. That wasn't Charlie. That was the Scottish guy. Jumping around like a freak? Yes. How did he do that? Well, because obviously the, the the thing infected him and gave him super strength. That that makes no sense. That scene felt like okay. it didn't belong in that movie. Hmm. All right. <laughs> That's interesting. Like if there was a ze- like some kind of deformed xenomorph in that thing, but he was a recognizably human with like yeah, like you said, superpowers. He couldn't be. I mean, it took like tons of bullets and lots yeah. of fire to bring him down. I mean, but my thing is okay. So the weapons are the aliens. Right? The weapons are the aliens. There are no other weapons on that ship that we saw. Oh, the alien. Well, I and would, those people knew well, I'd that back they were, it up. The, uh-huh. the weapons is the, is the black goo. Yes. Yes. So do you think that the engineers had no idea what would happen if, like, one of them had a, a stray thought that was evil or well, maybe they're, they're race, death inclined? Well, may, if they were, like, a creation worshiper. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing is... You know, one thing that my girlfriend pointed out because I was like, "Why did the aliens like you?" So, so they wanted us to come here at one point because they left all these star maps to get there. Yeah. We show up. This dude wakes up and he's like, "Oh, humans die! Why the hell? If these these, why would this scientist, sentient, caring being not even attempt to communicate?" And then one thing my girlfriend yeah. said was, "Well, what if these are like..." a Nazi offshoot that like you have to be kind of some kind of kind of almost a fanatic <laughs> to worship creation so much that you're going to poison yourself to violently. So are these religious fanatics? Yeah. Like are... there's, there's ones that worship life and ones that worship death. Uh-huh. And maybe this planet was taken over by the ones that worship death and this little experiment. Um, kind of like if you remember the old star control Two, hmm. where he had the, you know the 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 green Kezera and the black Cora, and one of them wanted to enslave the galaxy, and one of them wanted oh, to, yeah. to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So, like one wants to create life, and the other wants to destroy it. That what do you think of that idea? And that this got an experiment got yeah. away from them because clearly something happened where they're all trying to run away. They're all trying to go to the the, the central sanctuary, mm-hmm. and but then there were no obvious. 
you know, aliens run amok anywhere, you know. Well, if the if the entire race of engineers decided they wanted to kill humans, I think that his action of waking up and trying to kill humans is probably the one that he right would off the bat though right off the bat like if, your first waking thought humans are, if he see if he wakes up and he sees humans on his planet and he goes oh my god they've already spread i need to kill them uh i yeah i could see that happen okay but so and then killing and us killing jesus is the thing that made that the that made him change the way they thought about us sure i guess yeah if you're huh. if you're subscribing to that theory interesting so, why did all of the space jockeys die out pretty much simultaneously throughout the universe? Because if they really wanted to kill us, and they're the star-spanning... I mean, you saw their star map. They had seeded life yeah. tons of places. Hmm. How in the world did this all... I mean, I guess that's where the rest of the trilogy presumably is going to talk about. Where in the hell did Probably. all this stuff... I mean, well, how did they all break bad? Because... They must have lasted long enough to perfect the xenomorph technology, mm-hmm. because we saw them crash land with a you know a, a whole piss pot full of uh, eggs. Yeah. So I, I you know I don't know what. I, what do you think? I honestly don't know. I would I would wait to see more information about that. Perhaps on ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> what did you think about her decision to commandeer the alien craft at the end? Because uh, David offers, like, Just you know, there's, to the next one. there's many, many ships on this planet. They're all the same. I know how to pilot them. And she took off and she didn't return to Earth. She broadcast a distress message that says, stay the hell away from this planet. Uh-huh. And then she took off to go find where the space jockeys came from to get answers. As a scientist, do you really think that's what she would do? Why wouldn't she take uh, well, that craft back to Earth? Uh, I think the risk of contamination. Like, she just saw what this stuff does i i would certainly be hesitant to take it back myself hmm but I you're mean, gonna that, you're just gonna fly throughout what? the universe with this fucking android no head, severed this, android this head. sounds like a bad sitcom setup <laughs> one girl <laughs> with a severed couple. android head no food yeah that's the other thing it's like what <laughs> yeah. the hell are they going to eat i don't know uh I don't know, a lot of questions at the end of this movie yeah and hopefully uh we'll get some answers right uh why did uh, why was there a single, why was there a single engineer left on the planet alive? Like, why was he in stasis and everybody else wasn't? Did that make sense? Uh, were know. they like literally about to launch the ship? So everybody was in stasis except, you know, maybe anyway, do we want to talk about some of the, uh, the, did you thought it was odd that when she went to the machine, she asked for a cesarean instead of an abortion? Because some people are pointing that as like a, a vaguely yeah. pro-life stand. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how much. Uh, let's get into that topic, I guess. Okay. Because it is there. Well, I just think that, like, I I think that it's a simple matter of every form of abortion I am aware of goes out through the vagina. Mm-hmm. So, do you want this thing? out of you right the fuck now or do you want it hmm. like you know this dilation extraction type it's thing a practical so, decision yeah I don't, I don't think you know she I, I think that it's closer to what she was wanting yeah um i feel like we're not doing a justice to some of the themes in this essay but i don't know how we can because it's like 15 pages long yeah it's a really long essay right um and it's basically his whole thing was 
the reason that all this stuff broke bad for humanity is because we're selfish and we're mm-hmm. life pres- we are life preservers at all costs and other things expenses ex- expand ex- expense like you know like a virus or even like these xenomorphs a selfish aggressive destructive force and that he said that that's why he thought that the engineer lashed out like he did because he sees um you know this this old human this corrupt vile kind of like evil human trying to hang on to his life at all costs having a machine this this artificial life doing his speaking for him and it just like just horrified him yeah, and uh, just like they were trying to destroy us, I thought that was kind of a, a, a neat little nod. If it's true, just like they were trying to destroy us with the same stub substance they used to create us, mm. that he beat to death the dude with his with own his creation. Head. Yeah, <laughs> I Those. thought that was a, another kind of interesting nod to that theme. Sure. Um, what else we got to say about the movie? I don't know. I feel like we talked a lot about the the shitty side of the movie here in the spoiler section but not a lot of the really good stuff um like i said it was a fun movie i give it 7.5 which means it's obviously better than average right because uh, i actually grade on that scale my 7.5 is not a three <laughs> <laughs> right right my 7.5 is exactly that right uh so i i don't know i mean i don't want to be too negative on it because i did enjoy it yeah yeah um again like you said the the scenery was awesome. Yeah. That I love the storm of silicon. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That's like that seemed like very lethal. Although I couldn't really tell what was going on. It was difficult. There were a lot of quick cuts and oh, weird yeah. camera angles that yeah, made it hard to hard to tell. Uh but I I for the most part love the cinematography. The the slow panning shots at the beginning of just these different uh, uh these different panoramas of scenery i guess uh with like mountains and Mm -hmm. rivers and uh amazing i mean those looked i don't know what they shot this on but it the the fidelity on that was so crystal clear when we saw it the other thing let's talk about the 3d this is one of i mean they're getting really good with 3d now yeah they are like it's very effective very unobtrusive halfway Mm -hmm. through the movie I, i kind of I kind of forgot that I was watching a 3D film until the end where he goes into that three-dimensional star chart. Yeah. And it just kind of explodes out into the theater. And I thought that was one of the most effective uses of 3D I've, uh, you know, this side of Avatar. Mm -hmm. And they showed some of that stuff. Um, I also thought it was very cool and just hinted at, like, what did David do for two plus years by himself on that ship? Basketball. We see, yeah, he's he's like he's watching <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. He's learning to speak all these crazy languages mm-hmm. that is an attempt to get to to give him the best shot at communicating with these engineers possible. And he's riding a bike and shooting three pointer alley oops. Yeah, that that was pretty freaking. I mean, that's kind of fascinating to me. Like, what would mm-hmm. um, now? Do you buy? Did he have emotions or no? And not that I could tell. No. Well, it's like one of those things where he did a good job of like mimicking concern and like bedside yeah. manner. And then when he was talking to Charlie, I felt like Charlie is getting under his skin. Yeah, 
it almost felt like it, but several times during the movie they specifically said, you can't feel these things, or you don't know what this is about, because... But was he just playing along? Lot. Because he, the way Fassbender was portraying him seemed like he was feeling something. But then uh, at the end, I, I when he got know. his head ripped off, he was very nonchalant about it. Sure, sure, because he was still functional. Uh, I don't know. The The movie certainly was telling us that he didn't. Mm-hmm. But... You're right, his performance seemed a little too human. <laughs> right. Much, well, you know, I, I just think it's it's a credit to the writing, directing, and the acting that we're even having this debate. Because it's yeah. not like he's clearly, like, fucking lore from Star Trek The Next Generation, Dave's yeah. evil brother. Mm-hmm. And he's also not clearly... How? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, everything's all deadpan and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. like there's this is very in-betweener. And yeah. I just find that uh, he's, I thought, again, the best part of the movie. Hmm. Okay. Um, have we got anything else to talk about? No, I think that's about it for me. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed our review. And, again, look for the poll coming out uh, in the near future, probably net tomorrow, uh, with what you want us to see this week. And uh, we'll see where this experiment goes. Uh, Again, appreciate all your guys' support. And uh, let us know what you think about this experiment. And until next time, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. I'll see you then.